Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Nancy Cook. She's a top-ranked master mountain, cross-country marathon runner, water skier, 20-year PSIA certified alpine ski instructor, and coach. Nancy is also a fantastic ski race photographer, a proud mom, and a loving wife. She loves her community, her home, Labrador Retrievers, and the trails in the summer, the mountains, and the winter. She's a lymphoma cancer survivor diagnosed back in July 2010. She's passionate about sharing her strength and journey to inspire others in their quest for health and fitness. I'm so excited to speak with her on this episode, so come join me and listen to her journey. Nancy, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. So we had a conversation a few days ago and got to learn about you. And you did 35 marathons. That is just mind-blowing. And how many Ironmans was it? Was it? Four. Four Ironmans. Four Ironmans, Ironmans. yeah. Two 50-milers. Don't forget the 50-milers. Yep. Holy smokes. And two 50-milers. <laughs> now, that is a lot of tenacity, resilience. I mean, all those fancy words. You know, I... I the large, the longest that I've gone on a bike is probably like 101 miles. You know, I did, I did, I did a couple of centuries back in 2017, but I really love that story. And being a, I'm not much of an athlete, but being a cyclist and you know involved with people, and then you bring a lot of, lot of that stuff as well as you know you're 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 a Toastmaster speaker and you're doing a lot of amazing things. So tell us a little version of your journey for the audience to tell them where you come from and how you got started. Okay. I, when I was younger, I was, a, I was always in sports. I always played team sports. So I played basketball growing up and I was really excited about playing basketball. I'd play it every summer. I'd go to camps. I'd, I made varsity as a freshman and we went to the state championships. We were state champions when I was a junior. And we went to the semifinals when I was a senior in basketball. And I ended up playing basketball in college as well. And I played field hockey in college. Uh, I love team sports. I love uh, being active and doing as many different sports as possible. So I would bike in the summertime and I would, I would play with my friends and just, you know, that kind of training. When I went to college, I got into triathlons. I had gained your usual freshman 15 to 50, whatever that is, and just decided I really needed to trim out and get involved in running. And so running was an easy way to just sweat it out and get it Mm. off. And and it helped me get in shape. So I ran, I started running and I did my first triathlon in college. And it was funny because I swam in a pool. I was a swimmer. And then some other guy Mm. was a biker, my friend Glenn. And then Warren was our runner. 
So we're waiting for Warren to show up. Well, he had gone out drinking the night before at college anyway, <laughs> and he didn't show up and I had to run. So I did the swimming and the running and biking was my favorite. So I decided I was going to do the whole thing the next year. I said, this is crazy. Yeah. I should be doing the whole thing. So I did. I did the whole thing. And it's a really small triathlon at Green Mountain College in Vermont. And I won. Mm -hmm. So I won first woman. And I was so, I, and I love to win. You know, winning is so cool. So when I would win, <laughs> it would just get me going. I would get so excited. So every time I would race or run in, in anything, if I was first in my age group or even second in my age group, I would just try to figure out how can I win and how can I get better and faster. So I was really motivated, really motivated to keep running and, and keep biking and keep swimming. And it was a journey of the triathlon as well as the running that uh, I did four Ironmans. And my best Ironman was 11 hour 50. And we, it was in Lake wow. Sunapee and Lake Sunapee, you did laps around the lake. It wasn't like a, a hundred mile out and back or, and it's not so much mm. like Kona that the weather's different, but the hills are there, you know, the hills are in Sunapee. So we would do four laps around the lake for the bike um, after swimming in the lake. So yeah, 11 hours and 50 minutes. And I ended up second in my age group and you had to be first in your age group to go to Hawaii. And I thought I was, okay. I thought it was good enough to go to Hawaii. So I just kept, I'm like, I'm going to train hard. I'm going to train. And then that was my, that was my last Ironman at the time. I, someday maybe I'll go back, but, but yeah, I, I love the people and the tribe, the people that run and, and the people that I meet along the way and, and running. And it, it's just been quite a journey and, and trying to knock off as many marathons. I've done Washington DC three times. Nice. I was first nice. in my age group, um, 40 to 45 year old age group back three wow. hour, 14 minute marathon. I ran in Washington, DC. Holy I was seventh in Boston. So I ran a three Oh five in Boston and was seventh master in Boston in 2007. So I have, I've done, and I was actually in my 50 miler. I was fourth woman in the Vermont 50 with a eight hour, 50, eight hour, 30 minute 50 miler. So Again, wow. I'm, mo I'm motivated by that, you know, trying to, trying to push myself as hard as I can. And, and again, meeting some really amazing people. We were asked recently if, so if something in our community was taken away or if you lost something, what would it be that would, you know, would be hard for you? And a lot of people would say different restaurant names. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, but for me, it's my running community. And, and I have, there's a, there's a really amazing, soulful, supporting running community here. The Western Mass Distance Project is a team I run for. And I've been running yeah. for them for probably about eight years. And we wow. race. We race. We do the we went to the national cross country championships last year, and cross country is fun because we all jump in my friend Ruthie's van and we go yeah. off to Boston and we run it, <laughs> run six Ks and and we do well and it's fun. We have a great time. I, I've won my age group uh, a couple times in the New England series for the cross country, nice. um, even just recently. Yeah. That and mountain running. So mountain running is the last. You know the probably one of my favorite favorite things because I'm a skier I'm a ski instructor mm. and I've been a ski instructor for 21 years and before that I was a ski patroller for 10 years but I love mountains so I love mountains I love skiing I love snow and and we teach skiing at Stowe and I've you know again I've taught a lot of different places but I love to be at the top of the mountain so in these mountain races that we do we have a mountain series here in New England and 
Mount Washington is the epitome. We, there's a series that you run and we run Loon, we run Waterville, we run Mount Escutney, we run and we finish. And we usually, like we do at Mount Washington, the view is just to die for. It's just, you can't even, once you get to the top, it's like this, you know, it's, it, they have this really steep thing called the wall at the end that you can uh -huh. barely run up if you can <laughs> run up it at all. And you get to the top and you cross the finish line and you're at the very top, which is the highest, you know, point in, in all of New England. And it's just wonderful. So mountain running is, is one of my favorite things too. So yeah, wow. that's my, yeah, that's my <laughs> athletic journey. I think, yeah, yeah. That pretty much sums it up. Wow. That, that was very, ins I mean, inspiring. I mean, we, we've been talking for some time and, it just sounds amazing. I mean, you got started with those team sports and then, and then having that feedback from the team, feedback, you know, that camaraderie, right? That, that I think that's what keeps you going. And sure, running and cycling is mostly a solo sport, mm -hmm. but if you're fast enough, you can stay together as a group and keep running and, you know, help each other out. Or And I'm. it all comes down to, okay, when you start running or when you start biking, you're always going to be a solo runner or solo biker because you can't keep up. You know, you're, you're going to be like, all right, I can't run anymore. I just need to walk or, you know, yeah. got to walk it off. But that's amazing. You know, keeping your athlete, you know, your your strength up, your, your, your uh, what's that word? Endurance. Maybe. Yes. Endurance. <laughs> you know, getting all those things up is very important yeah. and you you have yeah. to train absolutely right so yeah yeah for the and it looks like you've been training all your life so what yeah. yeah what's one thing that that training has taught you that applies to life and entrepreneurship as well yeah yeah and i'll just back up just a little bit on the team thing because mm -hmm. even though you're alone or even though you're biking alone or running alone and like i said my team the Ma the western mass distance project and yeah. we also have the sugar sugar left mountain athletic club we have a couple of different clubs i'm, I'm involved in here mm -hmm. and you're they're there for you those people are i mean if they finished ahead of me at mount washington they're yelling for me sitting on a rock cheering yeah. me on at the very yeah. end and and in cross country, it's your, it's the last person that crosses that determines whether your team wins or not. So, I mean, when you, when you start looking at scoring for the team mm -hmm. at those people, the, that team is, it's still, even though it's an individual sport team yeah. is huge in, in running and it's hard to, um, yeah. I, and it's I love, that's what I love about running. I think that's what I like about running the most versus, um, triathlons. Yeah. Triathlons feels kind of alone, but, um, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, because you don't, there's no team. There's, I mean, like mm. they don't have a team. You're an individual. I mean, you're always competing as an individual in triathlons. There's uh. not, I mean, there are triathlon clubs where you train as a team, but yeah. when you compete, you're always, yeah, there's not, I don't think there is, but, um, when uh. I was competing, we didn't, we didn't do teams. That yeah. makes a, that makes a lot of sense because yeah. In cycling, you know, you'll, you'll always pair up with, okay, who's the fastest and versus who's the slowest and, and keep going, especially when you're training and, and when you're riding centuries, you know, you, you, you stick together. And if, and we usually have a couple of groups, okay, do you're, you know, this is the A group, this is the B group. And, you know, what's, what's your average speed going to be? 
and then try to mm-hmm. keep it up so we can finish around the same time. Right. And but it's interesting to you know hear that when you're running and especially when you're racing, race running, I guess you would call it. Yeah. You're you enter as a team as a unit, and then the is it the average time of the entire team that's calculated? To they usually say? take top three. They'll take like top three and two displacers. Okay. So they'll take the top three score and mm. then the two people displace. So even like, even in Mount Washington, when we score as a team, it's the top three. And then, and then if it's close, they use a displacer times, but yeah, displacers count too. So it's really the top five of each. So then you never know who's going to be the top five. Somebody yeah. could get sick or get hurt or anything along the way or right. quit, you know, sit down and be like, I don't do, you know, <laughs> we've had those people too. <laughs> but yeah. So what did trading teams, what's training taught me and in, in entrepreneurship and in life. And I think when it comes down to it, it's just keep being able to keep on keeping on, you know, and being able to, you see the finish line and mm-hmm. you, and you think about the plan, what's the plan to get there? Like, so, so what's your business plan, right? What's your mm-hmm. plan to get to that finish line? Yeah. And how can you effectively spend your time, not only your work time, but your rest time, right? So you've got to balance, everything's balanced in your family yeah. time, your work time, your rest time, your training time. So when you think about your day and plotting out your time, if you're a time junkie, right? We got, <laughs> you know the type, right? <laughs> so if you're plotting out your time, you're thinking about, okay, so this is the time I'm with my family and this is, you know, or, or in, in some cases we work out together or, yeah. you know, whatever that, that is, whether you're watching TV together or whether you're having breakfast together or dinner together, you think about that time and you, you prioritize that time to be with your family and you prioritize that time for work, right? So work mm-hmm. and work as a paid nine to five job or entrepreneur work, which is a little bit different because it's, it's kind of freelance. So you're yeah. doing it when you have to do or when you can do it or when that opportunity arises. Exactly. So you're going to nighttime networking meetings or you're, so you're really balancing that out. So, and it's really, so it's training. I mean, it's training and, and in, in running and in training for races, you have to think about what are your, you know, what are you, how are you going to build up that base in the beginning and not kill yourself all year round? Cause you could train all year round. So building up that base, and then getting ready for that specific distance, whether it's a marathon, half marathon, <clears throat> 5K, mm-hmm. whatever the case, you know, whatever the distance is, yeah. getting ready for that and, and being specific on your training. The same thing with your business. If you're, if you're, you want to start a podcast, or you want to start a YouTube channel, or you want to, you want to, you know, create, you know, a, your coaching clients, you want to create a platform, you have to figure out wh- where's your focus going to be and how are you going to get to that finish line with your podcast? Yeah. Don't get all deterred all over the place trying to do everything else when you want to do a podcast or you want to start your coaching business, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to focus on that's what I want to do. That's what I have to spend that work time to do so I can get that done. And yeah. then maybe you can bring in those other things that you really want to do because I'm one of those people that wants to do everything. So <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's hard it's, to focus and like get it done. You know, I feel like I was saying, I feel like such a non-starter sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I really want to, I want to make it to that finish line. So I got to, you know, just have focus and I'm really good at training focus. So mm-hmm. I've got to, you know, got to get that entrepreneur focus too. Bring that into the entrepreneur 
focus. Yeah, that's that's really that's really key because mm-hmm. having that balance and we see balance in nature. We see balance everywhere that we turn around, right? Um there's a day, yeah. there's a night. There's, you know, there's ups and downs. Uh you know, it's hot and cold, so our entire existence is based on that balance. And where we survive and where we grow is being in the middle and that's why grass is green it's the center of all the colors yeah right so applying that to your real life to your entrepreneurship to your business is the key to moving to that next level nice i love it yeah 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 there's go ahead no no you go ahead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just trying to think. And, and it's, it's important as a coach. So it's important as a coach to be able to help your clients focus. So if you're looking at how do I, how do I get from where I am now, where I might be bored with what I'm doing, or I don't have specific goals, or I don't, you know, I'm an athlete, I can do this. Yeah. But I want to. I want to be good. I want to be better. I want to be faster or stronger. Or I want to figure out how can I even better my technique to be stronger. So being able to know what your what your clients' goals are first, so you can help them focus, and then you can you can check in with them and make sure they stay focused. So I think it's I think it's good for yourself, but I also think it's good when you just to be that model, but also to help them get there too. Absolutely. And um, for the the past few years that I started the podcast, you know, I've I've learned so much different things. And like yourself, I like to do a ton of things all all at the same time, right? Um, Being a beekeeper, a cyclist, woodworking, you know, setting up a home studio, doing short films, and on top of that, I got to watch my kids. I got to make sure the lawn is watered, you know, <laughs> the grass is cut. Being a good husband, you know, right. make sure the house is clean. So everything takes time. So it's super important to, okay, focus on one thing or even create time blocks. I think time management yeah. is very important, mm-hmm. uh, especially especially for entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs, is so much, it's so hard to turn off that button, like, okay, from nine to five, I'm going to focus on the business. But after that, it's family time. Or after that, I'm, I'm spending time with my friends. And, and, you know, so to give your brain some rest, then when you come back fresh, you know, you, those ideas come flowing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sweet. So what are some of, so you, you've, we talked about your running, we talked about what kept you motivated and what you're doing. So what are some of the motivations, like what are the core motivations that keep you going and the many different things that you're doing? And what's, what's one of the main things that you're focusing on right now? Well, I joined Toastmasters about two years ago. So mm-hmm. it was two years ago I joined Toastmasters. And I, I joined Toastmasters because I didn't want to start. I wanted to do a TED Talk. <laughs> so I, st- I have that dream. I still have that dream in my head. And, Me too. And, uh, yeah, right. I don't think it's that, that big of a dream. I mean, I think it's a big dream, but I also, 
I looked at that and I sort of trained for that for a while. And when I got into Toastmasters, I found that speaking is more than just giving a TED talk. Speaking is about dynamic leadership. It's about effective coaching. It's about being able to speak well with audiences like yourself and your audience. But it's, it really is relationship building with mm-hmm. your with your surroundings, your community. I have really enjoyed my Toastmaster experience. I did a tall tale. I jumped right in and did tall tales. I had never even written a tall tale. So mm-hmm. I wrote this tall tale, which I actually have turned into a book that I need nice. to publish once I get an illustrator. So skiing is believing. And I, I, it was all about positivity. Mm-hmm. So I, that was my first. And I, was, I was second in the club with my tall tale. And then I became VP of PR. And I've given mm, close to 30 speeches in two years through my Toastmaster experience because I was just so gung-ho and I was Mm -hmm. so excited and I, I, I love speaking and I, I I went through a whole path. I've, I've dynamic leadership. So I I completed my path just Mm -hmm. this past May. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to complete two paths plus do some leadership roles and public service and lots of different things for the distinguished Toastmaster that people spend years and years doing. So that's another goal of mine. I I just was in the international speech contest and I told my cancer survivor story. So I had spoke that story starting with my icebreaker and I brought it back and brought it back and I did this contest. So I have given that speech so many times now mm-hmm. it's it really has come a long ways for me and i ended up having to do it on zoom which it's much better when you're in a live audience but zoom is another skill so there's yeah. another skill where we've been talking to our toastmaster club how important it is to be a good virtual speaker because mm-hmm. this is it this is where we are today this is where so, we are today yeah you know there's so many opportunities that you have to be in, uh, in front of people on camera and, and making that personal connection with people on Zoom where you have to look at the camera, not at their eyes, right? So there's a lot of different things and in in things that we've learned about Zoom that we want to mm-hmm. make sure our Toastmaster Club gets, gets from. And being president now of the Toastmaster Club is huge for me. It's, just, it's amazing being a leader and it's yeah. amazing having people come to you because you're the leader as the expert and being able to help guide and, and bring them to the next level and hopefully bring a lot of new members. And, and so that has been a huge passion of mine through this past two years, but yeah. even, even more so recently because I just became president in July. So it, it's fun. I mean, it's so fun. And I, I encourage everybody to join Toastmasters mm-hmm. because you meet people and it's networking and everybody can use to be a better public speaker, even if it's just because you have to stand up in front of your work team Mm-hmm. and give a presentation or share your thoughts. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a good thing. Toastmasters is a really great thing. So that's one thing. The other is, um, you know, with, with athletics, I think it's the next thing for me that where, where can I, how can I keep on top? Like I want to win, right? I said earlier, I love to win. I love to be strong. I love people to look at me and say, wow, you're so strong, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but I, so even like recently I got into rowing. So I bought a concept to rower about five years ago and mm-hmm. I rode on it twice and I left it alone for two and a half years or, or more and I'm down yeah. in the basement by itself doing nothing. And then I decided I was going to do it again. So I got on it 
And I found that there were all these challenges and you can rank yourself in your age group. So mm. I was able to race on my rower in my basement against all these people all over the world. Check it out. <laughs> it's amazing, right? No, so it was so fun. And there's all these Facebook groups on, on, uh, there's two Facebook groups that I'm along to for the concept two rower, but mm-hmm. I'm ranked like top five in a couple of them. And I was ranked <laughs> two, a number two for a while. I, I just did a half, actually I did a full marathon the day before I broke my arm. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I have been, I, I'm like on my second million. I've got more than, I've got like a 1.7 million right now meters that I've rode. Wow. Uh, so, and Concept2 has got amazing customer service. It's like Concept2 is like the number one rower in my mm-hmm. opinion. And mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure everybody's opinion, but it's a, it's a great rower and it's, it's effective all body workout and it gets your arms, your back, your legs. And it's, it really is, is a great, um, and I've joined a virtual gym. Mm-hmm. So I would project my, my, uh, live to row studio on my, uh, computer, my computer downstairs yeah. or on my TV from my computer to my TV. So I was felt like I was right in the room with in all the room these people in Florida. Nice. Yeah. So there's like so many different things. I think if you look and I think during the quarantine, so this whole quarantine has been eye opening for me because you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. People don't want you to leave your house, you know, unless you wear a mask. And and I really have found the opportunity to virtually connect with a lot of people, including yourself with yep. Pat Flynn and Team Flynn and Smart Passive Income and the Slack channel with them all. It's just been, that has been an incredible thing for me. Dark, Dark Horse Rowing was another one. He did free live workouts for a while and mm-hmm. I connected with a bunch of rowers that way. And, yeah. and, and the more you connect with a community that you're passionate about, so if you're passionate about entrepreneurship, right, we're all there with Pat Flynn and we're talking about being entrepreneurs and the struggles and what do you, you know, what are you doing or what are you doing and what exactly. can you, and yeah. so, yeah, it's like, I get really, I get excited when I'm around people that love doing what I love to do, whether it's running and running with my friends and my running club, whether it's entrepreneurs and being with the team Flynn group and really, you know, pushing that. And that has been huge for me. And, and rowing with my live to row studio, dark horse rowing and the concept two community. It's, you know, surround yourself with people that are passionate about what you love and you will achieve more because of that. Amen. I couldn't have said it, said it better. You know, the team, the people with the same goal as yourself mm-hmm. motivate you so much more than anything else. And that's why me, Human beings, we're social animals. We like working things together. We that's why there's a thousand board games created every month, yeah. right? Yeah. Because we yeah. want to play together. We there's that's why there's MMOs and and World of Warcraft. You know, people spend so much money because they get yeah. to live with that community, play with that community, yeah. and it's just so right. powerful to do that. And you know, talking about community, talking about connection. I was recently watching this TV show called Upload on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. And it is, it is, I was like, wow. So (laughs) it's, it's interesting is because what they do is when somebody's about to die, it's basically a life after death 
online community. Oh, wow. So they uh-huh. upload your brain into this uh-huh. computer, <laughs> into the cloud. That's awesome. And you can still have conversations with your yeah. alive wow. people. Wow. And sure, uh, your your body's dead, but mm-hmm. the, that so it's it's almost like it's you know they're they're questioning afterlife if if yeah. heaven and hell is re- real. Because, I know people that are medium. Yeah, right. I've, so I've, yeah, yeah. I was like, it was really interesting <laughs> just watching the show, and then yeah, it it all comes down to having mm-hmm. that bond with somebody else who yeah. shares the passion, who shares mm-hmm. what you love to do. I know amazing. when I was when I was with the American Cancer Society, and I I feel I still am with the American Cancer Society because I I, I uh, truly support that organization. Yeah. But there, I I'm a cancer survivor, as I briefly mentioned. But I being a cancer survivor, and even before I was a cancer survivor, being around people that are passionate about fighting cancer and ending the disease and doing whatever they can do, raising yeah. the money, the, the funds that are needed to fight cancer. I was a big part of Relay for Life is a, was the national signature activity. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's huge. It still is huge, but there, it was really huge. And I was there too. And the people and the passion that every community that has a Relay for Life in their, in their community mm-hmm. Are they're just so giving, kind, yeah. wonderful, passionate people, and then they celebrate cancer survivors and their caregivers and people that have been lost to cancer and people, you know, caregivers of people that they've lost. So there's this big celebration, and it just it's so heartwarming. But it's like one of those powerful experiences that's hard to hard unless you experience it and go to a relay for life or no relay for life or have volunteered to relay for life. That's yeah. You know, it, it brings that passionate people together and they, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what that has done too. Yeah. That's beautiful. So yeah, you have, you've been, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you're a cancer survivor for, was it, how, how long has it been? 10. 10 yeah, years. 10 years. Yeah. Wow. And um, my, my, um, my father-in-law, he passed away to cancer, is a mesothelo. Mesothelioma. Um, I think it was almost ten years now. Wow. Um, yeah. Sorry. So it's been it's been it's been crazy. You know, we we hear about cancer and we we and it, it's it's real. You know, but how do you mm-hmm. combat it? You know, what what where are the origins? Well, <laughs> there's no telling, right? It's is it right. is it related to food? Is it related to diet? Is it related yeah, to what so is it? There's so many cancers. There's so many cancers. It's not just one it's thing. not just one exactly no it's not just affecting your lungs it's not just affecting your you know um yeah i mean there's leukemia lymphoma right mm-hmm. so i had mm-hmm. lymphoma yeah but there you know there's breast cancer and breast cancer survivors are very passionate and yeah. bone cancer and brain cancer i just i've lost a couple friends even recently to brain cancer and yeah. some cancers are they have really fast and and then some cancers you know and depending on what stage you're in but, you know, it, it is, it's a very complex situation and, yeah. and trying to find a cure, you know, there's not going to be just one cure, you know, right. exactly. it's such a, it's such a, a needed thing to focus on because there's so many people that die, you know, yeah. from cancer. Exactly. My, my friend just uh, found out that his daughter, who's five years old, has 
you know, leukemia. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're, we're going every week to, you know, yeah. to do the treatment and, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to be, you know, something that we're going to be doing for the next couple of years. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's insane. It's yeah. such, um, it's a, it's a very heavy thing to, you know, go through. Well, yeah. um, it's been you awesome talking. To, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have, so we want to end on a high note. So yeah, uh, it's been, you know, so we started with cycling. We started with, you know, marathons, you're running, the yeah. 50 milers, you know, entrepreneurship. Then, you oh, you know, yeah. we talked about blogging. We talked about, you know, the Toastmasters. I actually mm -hmm. joined Toastmasters back in 2016 oh, when I was, you know, working um, at this company and I would participate. I think I, I was on and off. They would do every other week. Or maybe it was every week. I can't remember. But every other yeah. week they would meet. And then so I, I gave some speeches and learned a lot because a lot of the times those things like pausing instead of saying, um, and yeah. <laughs> us, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's annoying when you hear other people do it. Like mm. right <laughs> now, everybody's on a phone call. We're all on Zoom calls. We're all on conference yeah. calls. And there's always somebody who's then who's then presenting and they're saying the ums and ahs and you know there's you gotta practice it you gotta <laughs> practice that stuff it's not easy no it's not easy yeah i am um, and my whole my whole cancer survivor story i i ran chicago truth is the way through treatment so i'm really and again from you, you heard my history in in athletics and in running and everything and and Probably, so it's not surprising that I did that, but it was, you know, I was a little afraid when I first, you know, can I run, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that people, when they're facing a disease, any disease, whether it's cancer, any disease should really talk to your doctor and, yeah. and find out if you can do the things you love to do. So exactly. you want, again, keep doing those things because it makes you healthy. And I think that's what helped me survive strong and yeah. be able to, um, to really fight it. Absolutely. That's so awesome. You just got to keep your body moving, right? Yeah. So towards the end of the conversation, we've had it, we had, you know, we talked on a lot of different topics and we can probably deep dive into each topic so much more. Um, you know, it's really awesome talking with you. So towards the end, I like to ask some questions and uh, let's see what we get. Okay. So what is one hobby that you wish you got into? Oh, and I answered these already. You probably have, but a lot of the times, uh, you know, the the answers don't match when you are live you get, telling. You actually got <laughs> <laughs> I I was a skier, so I've been a skier since I was seven years old, and mm -hmm. the one hobby. So we we stopped skiing, and I played basketball. So we had stopped skiing as a family. It was just because it was a very expensive sport, and it still is. But being able to be in the industry and and be able to promoting that sport, I I competed in mogul competitions. So oh, wow. I was a, I was a freestyle skier, and I made the top sixteen at the Bear Mountain Mogul Challenge. That was my my uh, my highlight there. Mm -hmm. But I really I really wish that I had then taking advantage more of the opportunity to be a better skier when I was younger mm -hmm. and, uh, 
and and I'm trying to do that now. So I yeah. think that's probably one, you know, one focus I might have done a little bit differently. That and being a seamstress, I'll go on the other side. Because uh... we, I made my own clothes in 4-H when I was a kid. And I have a sewing machine downstairs and I really got into quilting. My sister mm-hmm. makes costumes. She made my Wonder Woman costume and the nice. Batgirl costume for the um, Chicago Marathon. But uh, yeah, I would love, I wish I was a better seamstress and I wish I had spent more time getting good at that. Nice. My mom is an excellent seamstress. Oh, she's nice. she's been uh, making these masks for oh. you know since it, this all started, and yeah. I think she's probably sewn about a thousand masks. I don't, wow. She lost count. Nice. Very. Nice. And I have I have passion. You know, I've I did sewing when I was younger also, and yeah. I recently cut up some of my jeans that were non-wearable so i'm i'm work i'm looking to make them into a quilt so let's see what happens nice nice another hack another hack that i was thinking hacks and hobbies yeah hacks and hobbies another hack right. that i was thinking was to use some of that jeans material on the bottom of my socks cuz my socks keeps ripping oh, yeah. on my heel area because right. when we're walking with socks at home yeah. And you have wooden floors, well, you know, right. you're going to run down those socks. So I'm like, maybe I'll do something that, with that. So that's something okay. I want to think about. All right, next question. And you probably already mentioned this about, you know, being a skier since you were younger. So when, what did you want to be when you were a child? Oh, what did I want to be when I was a child? I wanted to be, I wanted to be a nurse. Hmm. I wanted to be a nurse. I, I always liked, I never, I never had a problem with blood or, you know, dealing with people being sick and I always liked taking care of people. So I actually did go to school for nursing at Castleton State College in Vermont. And mm-hmm. I ended up graduating with a phys ed degree at Castleton, but they have a really good nursing program there. And then I was a ski patroller. So I did get to deal with a lot of that type of thing but yeah yeah yeah. when i was i did i really i like taking care of people so yeah being a nurse was was my dream back then nice i like it next question um so musa here my five-year-old he's he's trying to he's trying to press the buttons on my controls here which blacks me out so he likes to do this like punch Uh. the Nice, nice. I'll change my virtual background. Let me, like, I was like, let me finish this call before I have to jump on the next one. (laughs) Oh, check it out! There you are, running in your Wonder Woman costume. Yeah, my sister made those. Nice, and she's the Batwoman. (laughs) No, this is my friend Kara from uh, Oregon. Yeah, okay, nice. She ran with me the whole way. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so next question. what is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, oh that's your dog. I did. I said Warrior Nun. Warrior Nun. Have you seen Warrior that Nun. one yet? I have not seen that, no. Um, it's really good. It's really good. Um, and they, it hasn't, it's a 2020. Like it started in 2020. It's an original Netflix. But oh, okay. Very good. She She has like these, special strengths and powers and but it's yeah it's, it's very interesting and I, I like that my, my husband's into 
um, we watch a lot of sci-fi. So mm-hmm. we watch a lot of Stargate Atlantis. And, yeah. You know, like all those kind of shows and uh, what's the other ones we've always, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we, it's fun. Yeah. We, we watch a lot of like, we binge watch a lot of Netflix. That's kind of the thing. Nice. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Hmm. Wonder Woman. Nice. I like Wonder that. Wonder Woman, right? Wouldn't that yes. be cool? That would be so I, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like the warrior princess kind of thing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's My right. code name used to always be Athena, like the, <laughs> the goddess of war. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'm telling him to stop making sounds. I can't edit this out, <laughs> which is fine. So that was your dog behind you? Oh, yeah, that's Maverick. Maverick and Muzzy, we have two dogs. I'm a Labrador retriever lover. We have, I've had three yellow labs. So this nice. is my third yellow, and Muzzy is a charcoal. Nice. So, we, uh, yeah, we love our dogs. I put them in the crate for this, though, so they're not, you can't hear them bark. Or they'd be right here, like, barking. Like yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I think this next question is pretty self-explanatory. Who is your favorite superhero? Mm, I know, right? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, obviously. Wonder Woman. That's right. Supergirl or Wonder Woman. We, did, we have watched the whole Supergirl series, too. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's really cool. It's... it's, it's um, it's been pretty good. I've, I've been watching the whole thing. I, I mean, I've, I like all superheroes. So I've been watching like all the superhero shows. It's it's a really Smallville. good. Have you watched Smallville too? I I watched a lot of Smallville. Yeah. Uh, I didn't finish the whole thing though. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Lois Lane. Oh Lois yeah. Lane, you have yeah. to watch the whole thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Musa said he likes Batman. You like Batman? That's his favorite superhero. I do. All right. Cool. Last question. And if, I like Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you were a board game, what would it be? <laughs> oh, if I was a board game, what would I be? Hmm. I want to say Twister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll give you a twister. We'll give me he twister. Wants, he wants to be trouble. That's his trouble. Yeah, that's his board game. Is it because <laughs> you always get trouble? I was gonna say Monopoly. 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 Yeah, I've, I've been getting a lot it. of Monopoly. It's, <laughs> it's so um, it's so classic, you know. Yeah. All right. So life, life, life. Remember life. <laughs> that question. Yeah, life game is awesome too. Um, I think I haven't. I've never played the game of life. But I've played Monopoly a lot, as well as yeah. Risk and um, uh, Settlers of Catan. That's another good one. Oh, my nails need to be cut. All right. We can cut your nails in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nancy, thank you so much for your time. This was a ton of fun talking to you. You know, we'll definitely keep in touch and see where we, you know, end up. And maybe, you know, in the future when this whole quarantine thing <laughs> dies down, yeah. we can, you know meet and you know go for a run or you know do cycling or something i don't know you know talk more about entrepreneurship where can my audience find you if you don't want to get connected with you that'd be great i'm um 
Nansky Mountain. So it's N-A-N-S-K-I-M-T-N. And it's Nansky Mountain on in, um, Instagram. Okay. And Nansky Mountain on Twitter. Okay. And Nansky Mountain on WordPress. So that's it. That's that's how you get me. NanskyMountain.wordpress. All right. Perfect. One. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all Nansky Mountain. Look for Nansky Mountain. You'll find me. Perfect. So we'll be <laughs> sure to include these links yeah. to, you know, to the podcast notes. And it was really fun talking to you. And there's, it's just, it's just, um, it's just awesome learning about somebody who's passionate. Polymath. The polymath. Awesome meeting another polymath, right? right. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, well, you keep on making it happen and, you know, um, we'll chat again and, and, you know, you tell me about how, what happened with your arm. I've got to jump off and <laughs> talk to you soon. Thank you so Bye. much. Thanks Bye. so much. All right. Bye-bye now. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hexandhobbies.com website. <laughs>